Yes, welcome back to How Did I Get Here? Of course, this is the show where we're asking the question, how did you get here? Another musical act on the show today. Uh, Joining us today, it's Elliot Lee and Steve Florick from Late 90s, a band that's, you know, not just on the rise here in Perth, but really all over. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much. Thank you. So we've got Steve here, you're the singer, and Elliot, you're the drummer. Um, You've also got uh, Zach and Brody, I think it is. Um, They're not not here today, but representing late 90s is you too. Uh, You know, as I do my research starting off with these interviews, I think I saw about 10 different genres apply to you guys. You know, you've (laughs) got like punk, rock, metal, indie, pop punk, you know, I could go on. What genre do you guys like? Genre do you uh, guys like? Yeah. Instead of picking one, we just like to put a bit of umbrella and oh, just say alternative rock. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just easier. It's like we used to just we used to say uh, grungy punk, punk and punky and grunge, grunge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, then pop punk, pop and then punk. we were like, ah, uh, let's just alt rock like, is easier. Yeah, it's just like just easier. Yeah, it's like a just say an umbrella because like so much could be. Old rock. Uh, yeah, it can. You don't have to like kind of pigeonhole yourself and people don't really like know what to expect as well. So mm. And there's guessing. so much difference, I think, in, in your music, you know, from song to song. Yeah, like, exactly. I guess Definitely. that's just Especially easier, Especially like yeah. our <laughs> first few songs versus yeah. like now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, let's really get into the late 90s story. You know, starting off early for you guys, when did music first enter your lives? Um, so uh, my dad was played guitar and I yeah. used to get forced to do piano lessons <laughs> from a young age. I think that's kind of a, I, think I was listening to the Dice one and yeah. I think Tom was saying he, he was forced into doing I think a lot lessons. of us were, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I hated piano mm. and then got to like year seven and I like auditioned for like the music program and I really wanted to play drums actually. Oh, oh But all the drum spots yeah. were already, te- were like, taken because you had to do like a little like a music test thing and i like didn't get in the first round so i was in the second round so like all the good instruments were taken right <laughs> and then um i had like singing as like a third option and then um yeah all the spots were like taken and then i just ended up doing singing so i took singing lessons in high school mm. from like year seven to all the way through to year 12 and like Absolutely hated it. Year <laughs> seven to year eleven, pretty much. Like, didn't tell any of the boys that <laughs> right. I took singing yeah. lessons. Yeah, classic. Like, oh, I'd get ripped into pieces for <laughs> <laughs> singing lessons. Where are you going? Oh, I'm just going to my singing lessons. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you, Elliot? So I was real young, probably before year one. I joined this like uh, music school and started doing music lessons. I was playing guitar and drums, and then I had to. Had to pick one, and I was like, oh, well, drums are easier <laughs> for me. So I stuck with drums, and then this music school kind of put me into bands and stuff when I was real young. So I started gigging in bands when I was like year one, year two, playing at the Hyde Park Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it was real strange looking back. It's, it's going to be strange, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it set me up. And then, yeah, me, Zach and Brody, the twins who aren't here, mm. we've been playing in in bands together since probably primary school and then different bands, different right, members. Yeah. And we, we found our, found our man in Steve. <laughs> well, the, the decision to play drums, Elliot, like, uh, yeah, in, in school, it kind of makes sense, but having a kit in the home. Yeah. What, what did mum and dad think of that? Were they, uh, yeah, it's a big, I kind of, I think 
we bought my first kit off my cousin because she she played drums. Right, yeah. So we bought that and then just chucked me in the garage and locked the door and, and they, were, they were fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> so, of course, you know, here at Student Edge, we love to hear about people's student lives. Uh, you, you mentioned a bit of that, how that music played into your, your lives as students. But, you know, how would you describe yourselves, you two, as students? <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question. That is a hard question. I mm. feel like it changed because in like year seven, year eight, I kind of just like wanted to be one of the cool kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's kind of normal. Yeah, and yeah. Like year nine, year ten, I was just playing basketball the whole time. <laughs> year yeah. eleven, and then year twelve, I was kind of like starting to get into music a bit more. So I was mm. kind of hanging out with more of the like. Band mm, kids, I guess, yeah. but like not really. I wasn't a band kid. Yeah, right. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I swear to God, I'm not a band kid. <laughs> I, won't, I won't put that on you, don't worry. Yeah. For me, I reckon I was probably, yeah, just in with the sports, played a lot of basketball, yeah. hung out with the basketball team a lot. We did a few tours, like went to Sydney, went to Melbourne. So that was, that was kind of my main friendship group. And then in year 11 and 12, kind of, like you said, we'll try and get a foot in the door with the popular group and go to a couple of parties and see see how that life treats you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a good insight as to who you were at school is always favourite and least favourite subjects. Do you have, a, do you have yeah. an answer for that one? I reckon my favourite subject was English, probably just because it felt natural to me. I don't know why. It just kind of happened and I'd write an essay and I'd get a good mark. I was like, oh. Okay, I kind of like this because I'm not bad at it. <laughs> yeah, probably, I don't know, because I, I just didn't mind school. Like, looking back, I'm glad I'm not in school, but <laughs> yeah. But at the time, I didn't mind it. Um, probably, like, English, I always kind of liked, just, like, challenging and, like, trying to think different, mm. di- bit differently, that sort of thing, and history, and then our direct was just easy. And yeah. Fun, so yeah, right. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, you know, so finishing off at high school, you know, is, is music always the plan or is there another aspiration in the mix? Nah, <laughs> not at all. Just music? I w- no, no, like I, I went and studied journalism for six months. Oh, right. Oh. So yeah. I went like straight into Notre Dame and like, because I loved writing, so mm. like still do. And yeah. yeah, wanted to go become a journalist, but then I realised journalism is all politics it's a, yeah. so, a fair bit of it yeah so not yeah. everyone can work for national geographic or rolling stone <laughs> which i quickly figured out <laughs> so i deferred after six months and then i went and i've been studying audio engineering right at sae yeah yeah i think for the rest of us because we're what, three four years older mm. than steve there was kind of a big gap uh with the music thing when we finished high school our last band broke up and then we we're kind of just doing nothing in the music space for three or so years, me and Zach would catch up and have a jam. Be like, oh, you should sing. No, you should sing. Oh, we both can't sing. What do we do? And then maybe about three years later, we found Steve and kind of started ramping it up again. And then, yeah, we all kind of looked at each other like, yeah, we want to do this. We want to have a hot crack at this and make Mm. it work. Where'd you find him? How, how How do you come into the mix, Steve? We we went to the same school, right? Yeah, and then I saw yeah. him play with um, another band he he played with, and then I was like, I need to poach that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Too good, um, you know. 
of course, two of the members, as you mentioned there, Zach and Brody, are twin brothers. Yeah. Th- this is my curious question. Does the, uh, you know, you're the outsiders here in the twin relationship. Does the twin <laughs> telepathic connection that they call it, does that help creating music? Is, oh, there, is there something there? I, I think it... I don't know if it helps at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does the opposite. I yeah. think it's... Uh, oh, when they used to live together, there was some, some mean arguments. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be driving to gigs some days and they'd be sitting together in the front just like having the biggest argument. Me and Steve are in the back looking at each other like, the band going to break up again? <laughs> yeah, the band almost broke up one time because right, Zach yeah. called Shotgun, but Brody didn't hear him. <laughs> shotgun, guess a Shotgun, jeez. Well, thankfully it didn't. Um, where does the name come from? How'd you come up with that? Late uh, <laughs> we, we were stuck for so long trying yeah. to think of names, and then we had a, a gig booked in, and we were like, "Oh no, we need to, we need to think of something it's quickly." We thought we had something set. <laughs> Looking back, I'm so glad we didn't go with it. It was a uh, goon stains. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that one. Bolder now. choice, man. But we were, yeah. we were keen on that, and then. And then it just clicked. And we're like, no, that's a shit name. We, we even got it. some goon stains stickers, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. With late 90s, I think we just watched the movie mid-90s. It just came out, the right, skating yeah, movie. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's a cool name. I really want to just rip that off. <laughs> and we're like, oh, let's just change it to late 90s. That sounds cool. Well, the rest of the boys were born in the late 90s. So yeah, and of, so. yeah, me, Zach, and Brody were born in late 90s. So Makes sense. Steve's the odd one out there. <laughs> yeah. I think it fits, though, you know, with the, the there's some punk and grunge Yeah, aspects. definitely. Definitely. A lot yeah. of our Influences um, wise, main so. inspirations are from yeah. that, that yeah, late 90s sure. space. What would you say are, are those main inspirations? Oh, I mean, it changes a lot. Yeah. Like, well, early on my, for you, it was, it was real different to what it is now. Oh, yeah. When I joined the band, I wanted to be like... I don't even know, more of like an indie kind of band. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. um, our, I think our vision real early on was like Ocean Alley, Spacey James, Sticky Fingers. Classic. Yeah. And then it just naturally evolved into what we started listening to. Yeah. And we, me, Zach and Brody kind of corrupted his young mind with this, <laughs> <laughs> with this heavier music. <laughs> Turn me into an emo. <laughs> Talking about, you know, you mentioned that you were – coming up to the gig and trying to figure out your name. What was that first ever gig as late 90s? Oh, it was a um, it was a backyard gig. Backyard I think that's kind gig. of a like, common yeah, thing Yeah, pretty bands. common, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a backyard gig and we... I think we were on like probably third. Oh, yeah, it was remember. like during the afternoon. It was, in, it was like a Sunday afternoon. Right, yeah. And there was people um, just sitting down on like <laughs> on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it was an event called Tunes and Textures. One of our mates used to like run it. I think mm. it was like the third... One he did, yeah, and yeah, he used to just get bands down and like there'd be like six or seven people play and like how many have people, like how many people watching like like thirty, <laughs> I reckon thirty. <laughs> I think count all the other bands that were playing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's different to what you're doing now. You know, what did you take away from that first gig? Was there a big learning curve? I feel like it was um, just like the adrenaline. That, that you get after you play yeah. a player set and now we're chasing that every time we <laughs> mm. every time we play we come off and like oh that feels so good mm. yeah sure yeah next gig was at indie bar right that was yeah. that was way more scary mm. yeah 
I remember going into the bathroom <laughs> and just like look at myself in the mirror and like trying to suck myself up. <laughs> um, yeah. see, I think, you know, every every performer probably has gone through that at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah. But like looking at your live performances, you know, with, with your brand of music, you know, it's it's high energy, you know, it's exciting. How do you translate what your music is into a live performance? What, what energy do you come at it with? Oh, we just pretty much just... Go nuts. Yeah. yeah. We just always try and play with super high energy. Super mm. high energy. And Brody, the bass player, always says before every gig, like no matter if it's uh, one people, a thousand people, hundred thousand people, we're going to like act like... Bring the energy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. bring, with, bring the energy and just play for us. And if we're having a good time, everyone else will have a good time. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what we try and portray on stage. Is there a favourite gig so far? Oh, we played with Fiddler yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's hard, hard And the know. Terry's as well. Yeah. That was like by far our biggest gig to date. So yeah, that was and Metro's Frio, the stage. Biggest stage, huge. biggest venue. Yeah. It's like a 1,200 cap venue. Yeah. And like the biggest venue other than that was probably like a sold out indie bar, 400 people. So like yeah. that's probably the biggest we'd played. Mm. So like, yeah, it was nice. And, and getting to meet the Terry's and Fiddler was yeah, so insane. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. The uh, the latest track is "Bury Me." Yeah, um, can you tell me where this one came from? Um, just really wanted to make a super kind of epic kind of song. Yeah, I don't right. know, just kind of leaning kind of similar to some other tracks on the EP, just like keeping it heavy, and um, yeah, just trying to make it like as big as possible. Yeah, I real anthemic tune. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, it came out today, so. Oh, is it today? Today, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, we'll listen to that one now. <laughs> uh, what's the writing process for a song like this? Um, normally, I will start the writing process with like a riff or like a chord progression or something. Right, yeah, so it starts off with music before yeah. lyrics, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah pretty much always yeah. now. Um, Usually vocals and lyrics are like the last thing. Right, used to yeah. be the complete opposite, Yeah, but... Now that I'm like, can I actually play my instrument a bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait. Yeah, I remember for the title track, we recorded the whole song and we didn't know, we hadn't even written a single lyric. I'm yeah, it's kind of like the yeah. same with these two. Yeah. Mm. That we've just, yeah, with Bury Me and our next one coming out. Yeah. 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 I always like to highlight, um, you know, as I do my research for these interviews, some of the stranger things I find. Uh, <laughs> this one was actually courtesy of, of Declan Byrne from Triple J. And his quote on this this latest track was, this is a thick, yeah. juicy, meat <laughs> patty sort of burger. No thin and dry action. You're struggling to get your mouth around this sizey effort from late 90s. One of the stranger, <laughs> but still uh, still a glowing endorsement. You know, what does a review like this mean to you guys? Oh, I, remember, I remember just like refreshing the Unearthed page. Like, <laughs> seeing that and I was like, what the hell? But thank you, but that yeah. is an odd. Makes me want a burger. Yeah, makes you hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some royales, maybe. Yeah. 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 No, so like, you know, um, last year, though, a massive endorsement you got was when Title Track gets played on BBC Radio 1. Yeah. In that moment, you go, yeah, we're international. Like, yeah. yeah, that was a <laughs> surreal feeling. Was, yeah. yeah. Nell was the presenter. He just like messaged us and he was like, <laughs> all right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Late nineties. Who represents you guys in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, huh? We, we represent we like, ourselves who? everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's like, who plugs you guys' music? And mm. like, just like oh, us. 
Yeah. Yeah. That well, moment when you when you hear your song actually get played on yeah. a, a station like BBC Radio, what's that like for you guys? Oh, insane. Yeah. 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 It's that like, blew our minds. Yeah. It's like we haven't got like a huge amount of support from Triple J, but then like. Right. Yeah. BBC is way bigger. So it's like. <laughs> we'd yeah. prefer that. Yeah. But it's just, it's just kind you. of funny, like in our own country. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was quite strange when the last EP dropped. That we're, we're getting played, I think, every week uh, on BBC. Yeah, and I think we got played twice. Yeah, we got on right, Triple J. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, so interesting, but yeah, uh, hopefully uh, Triple J can catch up and <laughs> <laughs> realize that we're not that bad. So the yeah, the the challenge of that of actually getting plays and getting recognition here in your own country. Mm. Whereas in, in somebody else's country and in a different place you get in plays, what's that like? You know, what what's the fix to that? How do you address that? I think you just gotta keep keep grinding, keep mm. playing gigs. Yeah. Uh, keep releasing music, keep pestering Triple J. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully it'll it'll come round. Mm. And then we've got our, our first tour, so we're gonna head over east next week. Yeah, of course. So I think that'll that'll help a bit too. Yeah, you know that that's kind of the next question. What's next? You know, what's what's on the docket? Yeah, well, yeah, next yeah. Thursday, five a.m. Next Thursday, four four a.m. We're gonna fly be in out. <laughs> We're playing Brisbane yeah. on the twentieth at the Tomcat. Twenty uh, first, we're playing Crowbar, Crowbar, Sydney, Sydney. and then the twenty second, we're playing Melbourne. Bad decisions, bar. bad decisions bad in decisions. Fitzroy. Classic. And then we've got one day to just relax before we come back. Three, three. Oh yeah, we got we play on Monday night, so we can yeah. just kind of right, yeah. The three three shows in three days is gonna be yeah hectic. Yeah, hectic, the old yeah. vocal cords gonna be a bit sore. <laughs> I mean, drinking the honey and chamomile teas for yes, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so this is the first proper tour. Yeah, first first, yeah. first time first uh, out of WA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's the you know planning and logistics like from your end for for setting up your first tour, especially three shows in three days? Yeah, well, we got um. Recently signed with the booking agent, mm. um, Destroyal Lines, so that helped a heap with booking the shows over there. And then applied for some grants, which we'll hope will fund the tour. Yeah. And we were meant to hear back two weeks ago, but we still haven't heard back. So <laughs> right. I emailed them the other week and they were like, yeah, you'll probably hear, hear back uh, the 19th and we fly out on the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> so right cutting in. it real yeah, tight. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's like arrive in Brisbane, mm. like in the afternoon. It's like Airbnb. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> so we, we've set up some contingency fl- plans. We've got yeah. some couches and some floors that we yeah. can yeah. sleep yeah. on if all else fails. Oh well, uh, hopefully, hopefully you do get there. You know, <laughs> um, before before I do get, let you guys go, you know, a couple of reflection questions we love to ask everyone here on the show. You know, the first is looking back at, at what's happened so far for late nineties. You know, is there a specific lesson you've learned or or something you might change? Um, I think just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. Like we, I don't know, we kind of hit a, like, not a wall, but like before we yeah, put the EP out, we yeah. were kind of just like releasing music, playing shows, but like nothing much was kind of happening. And then we were pretty fortunate with um, how the EP went with mm. like BBC stuff um, and with Spotify. So, yeah, you know, if you just keep going yeah. eventually keep plugging away and then eventually things will turn out yeah something yeah. will something will hit some, someone will hear something and then 
it'll start going up from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, you know, a hypothetical we pose is your 15 year old self is sitting in front of you. Yeah. What advice are you giving him? I'd probably say just, you know, be yourself. <coughs> and um, I remember during, during high school and stuff, I would always try and kind of fit into mm. to the other groups. And then since, yeah, since leaving school, I'm kind of like, oh, I can just do what I want, be who I want to be. And I, <laughs> it's so much better. And you find a lot more friends that, that you genuinely like. And yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Mm. Just don't care about what other people say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, I'd probably tell myself everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, just like keep doing what you're doing and do things that you enjoy and like ultimately people respect you more for being yourself. So don't do things that yeah. aren't And if you do singing lessons, just own up. <laughs> just own just up to own it. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, well, can't, can't say it any better than that. I reckon, um, before I do let you go, you know, a chance to plug yourselves. Where can we find you guys? Late dot nineties on Instagram. Yeah. And then yeah. late nineties on Spotify, on Spotify mm. Apple music, all that stuff. If you've got Twitter, Late 90s band. We got TikTok. Late 90s band. TikTok, yeah. yeah. TikTok's yeah. hard, man. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, we find it tough here as well. But <laughs> that being said, you can find us, student underscore edge on Instagram, student edge, one word on TikTok. Uh, yep. Search us up, student edge on YouTube or head to studentedge.org for all our articles, podcasts, deals, competitions, career tips, education advice, and much, much more. Elliot, Steve, thanks so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so Cheers. much.